0: If there's one thing you can rely on in this market the last decade, it's a steady flow of money into passive funds. But could that be changing as some of our old reliables don't show up to support, like Mr. Jay Powell? We have Dave Nadig back with us, Director of Research at ETF Trends, always ready to support our programming here with some commentary. Thanks, Dave, for being here on a big day. Uh, So if the Powell put disappears, does that mean the ETF spigot dries up?
1: Uh, I don't think the ETF's biggest draw, drying up anytime soon. Over the last five days, we've had 13 billion in flows into equities. Wow. So the, the average ETF investor is still buying. They're still buying all of those dips. I think it's- Passive funds? They're buying all sorts of funds. They are tending to void some of the more speculative plays. So if you look at what's down today as we're heading into the close, it's things like the Chairs K-Web, the China Internet Fund, or ARKK has been down, or MSOs, which is the, the cannabis ETF. A lot of those speculative assets we've seen get hurt pretty hard. But what we're seeing is a continued drumbeat into low-cost beta. We've seen continued flows into things like VOO, which is Vanguard's cheap S&P 500, or VTI, their international equity ETF. So that endless drumbeat, I don't think is going to go anywhere soon. And the big question to me is whether or not we can actually sustain a bear market with those kind of inflows coming in. Frankly, every payroll period that you're seeing that 401k money just show up. So while in some ways I'm encouraged to see that we've been able to have a few down days that have been somewhat orderly, as you pointed out, not a crash. Uh, I'm I'm skeptical that we actually can sustain a multi-week, multi-month bear market. Not that I want one.
0: Okay. So uh, does the assumption base change? Do the assumptions change if we start to trend in a bear market apart from just a dip? Do we have uh, any examples of that? Uh, Since, uh, I mean, the ETFs have been around for a long time, but the real proliferation has largely happened in this past generation uh, post-financial crisis, right? And we've never really had a trend of a bear market before.
1: Yeah, not for a long time. And, and you know, I think there's it's really interesting to think about what different audiences are going to do there. Financial advisors who really drove ETF adoption, I'm fairly confident they're going to stick to their knitting. They're going to do quarterly rebalances, and they're not going to be hitting the panic button to sell equities. The bigger question is, all of these investors that we know showed up really since the beginning of the pandemic, all those Robinhood investors, but it's not just Robinhood, it's also Schwab investors and Fidelity investors and everybody There you else. go. <laughs> it's tens of millions of folks that have put new money into the market. What do we do with those folks when we've got a bear market? That's where I think things could get interesting. That's why I think we're seeing some of the rotation out of these more speculative plays.
0: OK, so the uh, flows are still trying to buy even the downtrends, like you mentioned, in a K-Web or an ARK-K. So I guess we're kind of testing the thesis, right? If they're willing to buy a bear downtrend in those, then why wouldn't they do
1: it in SPY? Is that's kind of the point you're making? Yeah, and I think really what we should look at here is over the next couple of weeks, right? We're we're still gonna get through earnings season. We now know that we've got this March liftoff coming on in terms of rate hikes. We know that the roll off on the balance sheet is gonna happen. All of that's in the market. We should not be expecting a lot of macro surprises. So now it comes down to investor psychology. Are we going to see those retail TD Ameritrade investors stick to their guns in the equity markets, bring that money in from the sidelines that we know is there? I'm very skeptical we can sustain a down market for more than a week or two.
0: Okay, uh, Dave, uh, looking at so the Powell, inflation, bond-specific story, that whole hodgepodge of inflation-driven narrative that's behind much of this volatility. Is that uh, getting its own uh, steady flow story, too? Are we seeing the TIPS funds? Are we seeing the the inverse bond funds? I mean, uh, I guess ETFs is an asset class as a whole. I mean, it's
1: everything, right? It's active, it's it's, passive. It's it's up, it's down, it's long, it's short. What we definitely have seen over the course of the last quarter was a a lot of movement into inflation type plays earlier before the last four or five trading sessions, we saw a lot of movement into what I would consider rate hike sectors, right? Financials, uh, you know, uh, staples, things like that. So we were seeing folks really positioning for this rate move. As far as inflation goes, it was a terrible year for gold last year. We know that. It looked like it was doing a little bit better over the last couple of days. We did get $2 billion in flows in the last five days into GLD, the big gold ETF. So clearly some folks are positioning there, but I think most of that's runoff. I mean, the old adage about tips flows is that by the time you bought tips, it's probably too late. I think there's some truth to that. I think most of the VIG is already priced into tips.
0: Okay. Uh, Dave, uh, always uh, good to get your take here, and uh, like the uh, macro uh, thoughts as well. Uh, moving not just from the ETFs, uh, but the overall market swings too. With Some thoughts about how far this downtrend could run, and flows uh, expected to stick around. Like the example of uh, K-Web and ARK is maybe a precedent for what we could see in uh, the big passive funds too in the broader market. Uh, have a good one, Dave. Looking forward to next time. Cheers, day.
1: All right, you got it. Dave Nadek, Director of Research at ETF Trends.